Hello and welcome to the Bonmo podcast. This week, Lola Rose Maxwell is answering the questions while I hopefully add something poignant, insightful, at the very least not dull. And with that, over to Lola Rose. Thank you, Andy. Um, I will be interviewing myself and I'm going to be a very harsh interviewer, actually. I'm not going to leave myself anywhere to go. Um, So first question, number one, please introduce yourself. My name is Lola Rose Maxwell. Uh, your favourite song? My favourite song is um, Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. Wow, okay. Um, I love it. Have you I have it? heard it. It's, a, it's not the choice. Well, why wouldn't it be the choice, I suppose? But yeah, good choice. Yeah. Thank you. I saw him do it live this year and it was just great. Can you hear that siren, by the way? Yes. Good. That I wanted that good. in there. So that's yeah, we're great. adding effects to this um, podcast, so they're, they're all deliberate, by the way. So. <laughs> My favourite book, um, this is a really hard one, you know, because like, obviously, obviously tastes change as you get older. And I think if you'd asked me, like from the age of 10 to like 29, I would have said without a second of hesitation that it was um, His Dark Materials trilogy by Philip Pullman, which I absolutely love and have read loads and I was going to say hundreds of times, obviously not hundreds of times, maybe three times. Um, and really enjoyed the BBC adaptation of recently, yeah. actually. And it actually lifelong goal to play Lyra when she's grown up. Um, yeah. But I think like in lockdown, I um, I started reading loads of classics. So I read like The Catcher in the Rye. Um, <laughs> I can't think of any others. I definitely read more than that. Oh, we need to talk about Kevin. Yes. Would we call that a classic? I think, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate definitely. that. Um and I also read The Goldfinch, and I think that has topped it. I think that is now my number one book. Yeah, another good choice. Yeah, yeah. I think I, Thank yeah, you. lots of people have said I don't have a definitive favourite, and that's absolutely fine, and times change. And, you know, the book I liked when I was five is not the book I like now. I mean, it's it's completely reasonable. It'd be very odd, to be honest, if it was the same book. <laughs> so when you're yeah, five it'd be yeah. very odd it's a mr <laughs> man book i still love it it's my favorite yeah. <laughs> mr yeah. tickle it's a, it's a classic. mr mr um, operation yew tree yeah um yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah how times change so for the better how times change and how we grow yes. well and how interesting that makes life absolutely um favorite film actually is very easy for me it has been for years and i hope always will be true romance oh that's a classic yes uh, absolute yes. classic yeah good choices yeah good I just, choices i, I love do you think is this is this how this works i answer and then you say if my choices are good no i'm not no no i'm not validating everything you say but i am agreeing <laughs> i don't always agree but i'm agreeing that so far yeah no great choices but i'm not here to validate i'm i'm just agreeing with you okay but i really feel enough. very validated <laughs> well good um if anyone hasn't seen it, oh my God, Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette and Cocaine and Elvis, mm. it's just mm. the best. Um, and the roller coasters. So what more, what more could you want from a film? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, favourite joke. So I've been thinking a lot about this. So I'm not really a joke That's writer. Fine. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Not many people um, have, have given me one. They've just said it's yeah. I don't really have them, and that's that's absolutely fine as well. I think I've come up with. I think 
in from reading this question, I've realised something about oh, myself, well, okay. which is that my favourite thing to get into conversation is um, that trope, that horror trope of, oh, there used to be someone like that that worked here, but she died 50 years ago. Yeah. Or that used to be here, but that burned down 50 years ago. I think that, that like, energy is my favourite joke. Oh, wow. If that can be slipped in, that will be slipped in in the podcast. So does that? I feel like that answers. I, th the question I think a it does. Anyway. Yeah, I, I perfectly, perfectly. I don't want to say the word valid again. God, it sounds awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> perfectly, a perfectly good observation. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, number two, which comedian or sketch first made you laugh? Um, I remember. I don't know how old I was, but definitely in the single digits um, when Harry Enfield and Chums was on TV. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And it, wasn't it great? Like, the, the, I, it just blew my mind, I think. And, like, the, the, the specific sketch I remember is quite odd for, for such a young kid to have liked because I wouldn't have recognised the observation. No. So it's that... Um, you didn't want a character. Do you remember that? So it's the the specific one is him saying you didn't want to go down the M25. Yes, yes. Um, and it's so it's just them <laughs> them arguing in a cafe, a cafe, a cafe. Um, sorry, I'm ill and I've had a coffee, so I'm sort of trying to give myself some kind of personality <laughs> from the coffee uh, to stop myself sounding ill. I think it might have turned me a bit insane. Here we go. Best time to um, interview you, probably. <laughs> yeah exactly um but he keeps going like yeah oh oh you didn't oh you didn't want to go down the m25 like that and it just obviously at that age i never would have known anyone who was like giving advice or anything like that like i wouldn't have recognized that as a trait in a person yeah. but the, just the way he performed it and um how repetitive it is and how it heightens and stuff i think just just cracked me up for years yeah. and years I, I mean i'm i'm tiny bit older so i do i do know someone who was like that he used to drive me insane and it was so funny when it was on a tv show because it was like oh oh dear god i'm not alone there are there are other people out there who have to deal with people who just seem to always know better than you and it's you know just ah oh. yes it's infuriating and that is the best comedy isn't it the comedy that makes you feel less yes. alone that's how I feel I don't know if I'm allowed to like South Park anymore but that's how I feel every time I watch South Park is they've like encapsulated something that I've been trying to articulate and haven't been able to and then they just do it and you're like oh great now I don't have to think about that anymore I can just reference this South Park episode. yeah I, I we it's been covered um on a few other interviews about the whole with things changing and when certain people are identified as Let's just say not good people. Let's leave it at that. Um, can you still like things they were in? I think the general consensus is you can still like the thing. Um, it's just maybe you, you're just mindful of you know, things have come to light or you know, it's become more overt, certain things you can't <clears throat> or you should be very wary of, but you can still sort of like that uh, with caveats. Yeah, and I think that's a fair... Like you can still listen to a Michael Jackson song mm. without feeling if if you so desire it at Halloween or something. Yeah, it's you know, one of the people because he's scary. When I, I interviewed uh, someone and they 
they still quite like listening to Morrissey, but they immediately, the moment they said the word Morrissey, immediately said, but obviously not all that other stuff. And it's like, so, you know. <laughs> listen like to him song, sing, don't listen to him but talk. not the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. And I'm, and I'm happy to, to stake my claim on it. Yes. Um, number three, what is the most outrageous request you've ever received to do a gig, script, sketch, etc.? No money for exposure. How did you handle it? Well, um, I mean, I, I used to get this all the time. And then Stevie and I made a sketch about working for exposure, did. which did quite yes. well. That was brilliant. Yeah. And um, I think uh, I think it scared people off. <laughs> Although the other day... <laughs> Superb. I actually used to send that sketch to people. So I did a voiceover for Ma the Man United women's yeah. team when it was... Um, first launched it's a long time ago now well not first launched I guess they're already there but you know when it was getting yeah. cool and um and they didn't pay me for like nine months <gasps> and I just kept sending them the sketch <laughs> like and eventually uh, eventually I got my like 250 pounds or whatever it was Good Lord. It meant a lot to me I mean not time. as if they're skint is it I know I know it's mental um but uh it was a good promo though i'm very very happy to stand behind women's football yeah you're, you're really um, good at voices i was day, not in a stalkery kind of way i say making it sound even more stalkery but <laughs> i was i was listening to some of the voices you've done you've you've got a real range of voices haven't you oh thanks Matt. what do you mean like yeah, accents? yeah accents and also tone and things as well you're i mean it's because you sort of go, oh no, that is that is the same person. It's like obviously you have to, you can't just do. I just do one voice and that's it. <laughs> I get. You oh, Andy, that's so nice. Yeah, really cracking. I think I'm really. I think if you grow like, I think generally British people are quite good at accents, aren't they? Because so. there's so many accents within yeah, Britain. I think so, but yeah, it was just I was listening to a couple, and then there was a couple I'd heard and went, oh, it is, it is Lola Road. Oh yes, yeah, so it is. <laughs> I actually started working voiceovers when I was 18. Wow. How mad is that? That's incredible. I got into it at uni. My mate like told me to um, audition to be the voice of lead student radio. Brilliant. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was. And I got it. And then because there was a guy in there who worked for Galaxy FM. Do you remember Galaxy FM? <sighs> Not particularly, no. Where do you do you live in do you live in London? Uh, no, sorry, no. I live in I live in Kent, the awful place where the Tories all seem to live. Oh, I'm so I know. sorry, but pretty it, though. It's, it's pretty, but just rancid. Yeah. So you know. Um. Well, Galaxy FM. I can't believe I'm talking about this, but Galaxy FM was basically Capital FM or everywhere else in the UK. Oh, okay, okay. And this is a long time ago. Um. I can't work out how many years ago, maybe like 15 years Oh, surely years not. Ago. Surely just four and or something. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this last yeah, year exactly, uh, when yeah. I was 18. And, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I ended up being the voice of that entire radio station, um, which was such a good gig for a student. Yeah. I was getting like 400 quid a month just to go in twice a week for 20 minutes. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it was Good great. Stuff. It was the best job I ever had. Probably. Wow. Um, how did we get onto that? What was I? What question was that? Uh, we were talking about oh. comedian or sketch, and then we sort of. Oh no, we were no, we weren't. We were talking about outrageous requests, like exposure. And obviously, you've done. I know you've done the one with Stevie um, for the exposure one. That was a cracking one. That was. And I, I did. I did Thanks, think that Andy. should be sent to anyone who goes. 
do you want to do this for exposure? No, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, we can usually get more exposure ourselves just by putting it online anyway. Exactly. I think um, that's I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think the whole, I mean, this is me talking as a screenwriter, but I think the whole exposure thing was really pre-internet where they said, well, we can sort of, you know, we can promote you. And it's like, no, you're all right. There's about 400 social media channels. I can do that myself now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It doesn't really stand no, up anymore, no. does it? I don't think it was legitimate. We had a mad request the other day. It was like, what was it? ITV News yeah. um, got in touch with my agent and asked me to do to come on to comment on their and finally section right. in the wow. news where it's like they were talking about um <laughs> they were talking about passwords and how passwords have changed. And because Stevie and I say you just put the sketch on, on surely, yeah. Yeah, but this, but that password sketch, I swear, like the not um, proving you're not a robot one, maybe, or there was one that was like when you need to change your password. That was like a year ago, or maybe more. And we were like, what the hell would we say on ITV News? Like, like can can Lola comment on passwords and how people's passwords are changing? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Um, watch this. So watch this instructional no. video. It'll help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gone on like as the inanimate object, as a computer, <laughs> maybe. But I just didn't have the energy at that point. I think that's what I think that um, is one of my favourites actually. Just just the way that you keep pushing Stevie for more and more insane levels of you know that's not enough. That needs to be more specific. It needs to be this, and just losing the plot. And it's like right now, put your pass in. It's like oh hell, what what the hell was it? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it? I think it's like seven strong men punching yeah, each that's other it, yeah, yeah. or something. Then, it ends up then being. Spanish men or something, wasn't it? So now I can't actually remember what the hell it was. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It is, it is crazy having done all those sketches because I often find myself in situations that we've already parodied. So like trying to get a parcel or prove I'm not a robot or whatever. And it's just, it does kind of, it, it is, um, it's quite nice actually. Doesn't just takes my anger yeah, away. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of the. Sorry, I know we're just talking about your. I don't want to just start talking about sketches, but the, um, no, the, the screen time ones. Um, just love those because they just, it's just perfect. I even, I obviously I'm not admitting this. I am. Um, there was even a point where it came on. There was the skip button. And I was trying to press the skip button, going, "No, no, I've com I've missed the complete point." Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole point i'm watching the thing being done it isn't actually a skip option on this and it's like god i'm so thick it's just unbelievable but no they were brilliant that, that is what i call a stevie special which is basically just like the levels of jokes yeah. that are in that show honestly some of them i still haven't got yet like she's playing a joke on you by pre pressing skip like even the way you have to turn your phone oh when it's, it's like deliberately yeah levels of jokes when crazy. it's deliberately um what was it landscape not portrait and you're trying to turn your phone going no this is really irritating then go oh it's deliberate yeah. that is so clever yeah that is so clever it's so clever she's very clever as well as being very yeah. funny so we're not we're not I'm doing the stevie nice. interview though are we so no but you should because she's great and i think she's going to actually um, okay, number four. If only one comedy festival was allowed to survive, which one would you fight for and why? Um, I actually wouldn't fight for any of them. I don't... I know. Controversial, controversial yeah. maybe. But I don't really... thing is, right, in terms of live comedy, I've only ever done... Well, I only do improv. I went through a brief stage of doing character comedy, but 
like very quickly realized that I don't really like being on stage alone. Um, I think like, it's not really a nerves thing. It's like a, it's like a lonely thing. Like I, I think that I'm just such an extrovert. I can't even be on stage by myself. (laughs) I constantly need to have people around me. Um, And and once you've done improv for long enough, it's so fun because it's always new. It's always with different people, usually your mates. So why the hell would you ever do something by yourself that you have to prepare ever again? No, you know? I, I I can see the logic behind that. Absolutely, yeah. I, I suppose, yes. Yeah. I was thinking, I suppose even like when you're Sarah in Starstruck, I suppose you're surrounded by like Rose Matafeo and others, aren't you? So I suppose you're not on your own at all. Exactly. Yeah, it makes sense. And like a hundred uh, crew who are all so funny and so nice yeah. as well. Don't so, say yeah, nice things like about just... crew. They're all awful. Don't say... <laughs> <laughs> They're not really, honestly. I wish they just were, to... so I could add some stories. Just in case know. my makeup and um... DOP are listening, I, 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 of course, jest. You're not awful. <laughs> I um, I think, like, like, obviously, I've really... I've been to Edinburgh loads, and I really enjoy it. But I don't think I'd fight to save it, just because, like... It bankrupts people yeah. and it becomes, it's like basically slave labor, you know, um, not the way I do it. Cause I just go up and do improv that nobody like, I mean, people come and see it, but it's not like, it's never going to win an award. It's never good. So it's like the pressure's not there. Um, you know, it's pretty low stakes and just fun. And I think for some people it really works for, but for other people it really doesn't. And I would let them fight and save it if they want no, to. No, I think that's perfectly fine. I think it can God, I've said valid again. Cry out loud. Stop using the word valid. <laughs> I <sighs> like it. I think I'm just a very valid Yes, person. absolutely. That's what it is. It's making me say it. Yes. Maybe just t- like type in valid synonyms <laughs> to Google yeah. now. And then you can... <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and just drop those in throughout the podcast and then you'll sound so smart. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to fall for that, so... Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, number five. Do you have a lucky totem that has to attend every show, event, or writing room with you? What do you believe it? Okay, yeah. So I don't have a totem, mm-hmm. but what I do do and would highly advise everybody does is half an hour before every show or every thing that I have to be like on form for, I have a can of Diet Coke and a banana. Oh, wow. okay. And I judge the size of the banana by the stakes of the thing that I am doing. So I'll have a much bigger banana for sort of high stakes shows that I've done in like LA and stuff. And and if it's like a smaller thing that I've done a bunch of times before, I'll go for a sort of medium sized banana. Probably never smaller than a medium sized because I like bananas anyway. But that is the perfect amount of energy to take you through like an hour to an hour and a half of like being on form. I did it before my driving test oh, a yeah. few weeks ago. And oh, congratulations. First time. Yes, I passed first time. We're, we're the best people. Don't listen to people who say you need to do it two or three times. They're, they're not good. I know. We're the best people. Let's be just very clear about that. <laughs> I will say since part, since having passed, I have crashed the car. Don't, don't add that. Um, <laughs> don't need to add that. <laughs> I've also, yesterday I went, I went to uh, pick my boyfriend up from the pub because I'm trying to drive as much yeah, as possible. And I um, stalled several times like at like a very busy interchange near Stoke Newington and um I realized only after I'd got the car going again that I was in gear two ah yes that would that would do it yeah 
I actually think I only pass because I'm good at exams. I don't think I'm actually a good driver. I just I just thrive under that kind of pressure and that kind of attention. Well, I think if uh, so, people now know if if they see you out driving, just to sort of hug the pavement. Yeah. Yeah. If you see a girl in a scratched up Vauxhall Corsa <laughs> going very slowly or very fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, Diet Coke and a banana, absolutely foolproof. Duly noted. Good advice. Um, number six, if you could pretend a sketch, radio show, TV show or film was written by you, which one would you blatantly I, I should just caveat because people get very worried about this saying you can't sue other people's work and all that. I totally understand that. It's purely for comedic effect. You would get away with it. No one would ever find out. So just fill your boots. Great. Thank you. You've given me, yeah, least to exactly. do whatever I want. I think this is a really good question, actually, um, because it's not just like, what's your favourite? It's like, what would you like to have on your mm -hmm. CV? Um, I think I would, I think it has to be Space, oh. the the two series sitcom. I just like, that was perfection, wasn't mm. it? Like, the way it was cut together, the, the story, the characters, yes. like, I just, the way they did so many like mapping mm. jokes of like, you know, uh, popular popular fiction I was going to say popular films you know just using that I just thought it just blew my mind when I was a kid I was like I had it on VHS mm. and me and my brother would just watch it over and over yeah. again and um, I wish I'd written that although it would have been mad because I would have been about <laughs> no it was yeah it was a it was one of those there's many shows but that was one of those some very clever people being together at the same time doing something very clever and as you say the levels again the levels in it and when the dvd came out and you could um put on the here's all the things films or whatever it's referencing all the way through it and going it's just genius isn't it i didn't even know about yeah that. there's uh, on the dvd one you can there's an option to it'll put on the bottom all the films it's referencing so you know you, it goes through and says obviously this is referencing this film this is referencing this that and the other Oh, I need to do that. Sounds like a fun drinking yeah. game. I'm not exactly sure how, but I feel like that could yeah, be. A yeah, game. you can make that a drinking game somehow. It's fine. Just drink every time it references a film. That'll, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's also a good idea for a podcast. Oh, yeah, actually, yes. No, yes. Yeah, I like that. Let's yes. do that. I like that idea a lot. Yes. We'll drink, we'll watch Space live <laughs> and drink. And then you can edit And then, and then by episode two, when you're sliding off the chair and not even watching yeah, it anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can hold my booze. You'll be I will be the one sliding off the chair. Off the chair. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number seven. Name one time you're proud of your work and why. Um, again, another, another beautiful question. Oh, thank you. Um, I feel I validated. I'm generally quite proud of myself. Yeah. I think uh, people um, notice that about me. Uh, like uh, I often get called quite a confident woman, um, which is which is nice. Um, but I think the, the 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 time that really springs to mind is just before COVID. I was doing Volts Festival with an improv group I was in called Sorry, and we we just did like the best shows I think I've ever done um the atmosphere was amazing and we were so in sync with each other and we were doing scenes that that just kind of came out just because we were listening to each other and, and building on what each other were saying which is always the best kind of improv like when you're really 
uh, in tune and sort of love each other very yeah. much. And you end up with something that no one person could have ever mm. written alone, um, but is also very joyful mm. and funny. And I think people get swept away in in the fact that you're having a lot of fun on stage, yeah. you know? And I think those gigs were, were the best gigs I've ever done. Um, and I'm very proud of them. And I hope to do... I hope to do more that are, that are also very good. And I have got some coming up. Um, so please do check out the links in the info. Yes. Yeah, they'll be in the show notes, um, definitely. Yes. Show notes, that's it. Oh, that's brilliant. That's, I think that's, that's so nice to have. I know it says one thing just because it's just a focus point. But, it's, it's, I mean, you've done lots of amazing stuff. So that's, you know, uh, it's, it's nice to have that one that stands out. Although there are many other things, I know, but. It's just that it's that feeling of being proud, really proud, or just having that amazing moment in time, isn't it? Going that was, that was so great. It's just a nice thing to hold on to, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And I think it's really important to think about what you're proud of, and not just what's made you feel validated mm. as well. Because there's, you know, a lot of sketches and stuff that we've done, which I'm very, very grateful and excited to get like loads of views yeah. for. And honestly, that that really changed my career and and was amazing. But we would never put anything out that we weren't proud of to start with no. anyway, you know. And I think, like, it's it's so easy to concentrate on that stuff. But when you think about the moments in time, like there's something about live performance, which is you just can't get when you're sitting scrolling through um, Twitter <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and going like, oh, that person said, ha, 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 I'll heart that, you know, which I do and I love. Um, but it can very quickly become your entire self-worth. Yeah, it's a good point. And I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard to like, to not um, let that kind of eat away at you and then and then try and like reverse engineer what was good about a sketch and, and make something new because that one worked, so this one should work, you know? It's all about kind of being like, well, what do I want to make right now or what makes me happy right now? And usually those are the things that, that people connect with. And I think improv is a really quick way, like live improv is a really yes, quick way yeah. to do that. I, I, yeah, and also I think since, you know, Twitter's slowly being destroyed, um, <laughs> yeah. series of awful decisions <laughs> that seem to keep coming regardless. But I also think as much, I feel really sorry because a lot of people have built up a huge following on there and a huge you know have built a lot of their career from people following them on there but but also you're saying it's also be careful that you're not over over i don't know over invested in that because there are people who for no reason i can ever figure out will sometimes respond to people going oh i hated that sketch or i, I hate why why I don't get why are you wasting your time talking to someone going I didn't like the thing you did right <laughs> and what is it you want them to do with that particularly you know what do they want to take yeah more? that's me actually I should probably yeah it's just that. you loads of old I accounts often write, not funny underneath <laughs> not funny yeah. though is this supposed to be a joke oh, so it's you with all those old accounts <laughs> is it fair enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but I don't it's the same in film it's the same in anything really where people feel the need to go I didn't enjoy your film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like no one's making me watch it, mate. <laughs> like relax. I know. It, and it also, I think there's a weird entitlement thing, isn't there? Of just like, this should make me laugh or something. It's like, we've just given you free content. Yes. Like if you don't like it, you don't, you don't have no, to watch absolutely. it. Um, although I have to say like Stevie and I, I think get off very lightly 
with that. Like, we don't get a lot of abuse. Or if we do, it goes straight to Stevie and not me, because none of it comes from my account. So maybe I'm just lucky. I don't, I've never even received a dick pic. Well, I should probably shouldn't say No, that. don't. Or not an unsolicited one. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's not, let's not open the gate to that horrendous uh, part let's of the not... internet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I know, we seem to live on this, like, sweet little place in Twitter. <laughs> Long, so long way far, maybe edit yeah. out. But I, I think you're, yeah, it's, exactly. it's uh, I don't mean. I know it's just as I'm saying it just for. But I mean, the uh, the the releases you do, you can almost repost them. Not that you you wouldn't watch them, but you can, it's a safe thing to repost. You already know it's going to be good and funny. And I think that's a lot of people have that. That's going to be funny. I can repost it, and watch it later. Almost, it's not. I better check it out first to make sure it's not awful and then I may or may not repost it so you've got that sweet spot where there's a lot of people who go it's I know it's going to be good and you know well you're right we're very lucky I think to have and and we're very good you know I also think we do things like we stay away from anything overtly political or at all political actually or um or like uh, particularly female even like we basically basically weirdly found ourselves in a niche of like comedy to do with technology (laughs) which is quite a safe area because no one no one's like uh actually no technology's not like that Um, i said to to about the half if i win the lottery i really want to start hong kong as a social media site yeah (laughs) i don't know if anyone would join but i really want i really want to own hong kong (laughs) just to see if anyone would sign up yeah (laughs) i don't know why it just really tickled me and i went oh that'd be a great sight it really would totally agree well i've got a peg down with question eight so just the one though no your london lullaby i know i know it's mad i've just moved to a main road really just because um i wanted to make my life more stressful (laughs) so literally (laughs) literally sirens all through the night and all through the day um, which is, I'm lucky I'm a heavy sleeper, but Jesus Christ, I'm, if I wasn't. Okay, number eight. Name one time you could have curled up into a ball and let the universe swallow you whole. Just the one. Just one well, time. Oh, it's going to be hard to narrow it down. Uh, I actually don't have one. Like, not not from not from comedy anyway. Um, I think the thing, I'm talking about improv again, sorry. Um, the thing about improv is it's never too late to save a show and do a good scene. And equally, it's never too late to kind of lose the audience and do a, I don't want to say a bad scene, but a scene that they're not as into. Um, so I think, I don't, I think like that's what I learned from, from a few, a few years in of just being like, actually, if this is going badly, we can just come in and start a new scene and it can be going well within a matter of seconds. Good point. Like, even if you lose their trust, you can get it back as long as you look like you're having a good time. Um, so, yeah, I actually don't have one. Only from my social life, which we won't go into. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's not let's not go into that. No, that that's no. I like no. that. Improv can save. Improv can save you. I like that. Yeah. Exactly, man. Improv can save everyone. <laughs> improv can save the world. Uh, name one item of memorabilia you have acquired from the circuit that you would happily pull from the fire before anything else, including loved ones. Um, I I don't have anything, okay. but I, there is one thing that springs to mind. So at the Free Association, which is London's biggest improv theatre and school. 
Well done. Um, where I learned everything I know now and used to teach there. Um, it's a great place to learn improv. I'm really, really picking them up. They are great. Um, it's a place where I still do quite a lot of gigs. And there is a picture which is which was hanging on the hallway for a really long time and is now hanging on stage. And it is a, a man riding two horses, I think. I actually can't remember exactly what it is, which is just goes to show how terrible I am at observation. <laughs> but um, basically, there's... Oh, that's, that's what it is. It's a wolf and a horse. And I've stroked that wolf and that horse before every single show I've ever done there. And it's become a bit of a superstition. So I think if if the free association was on fire and I happened to be there, I would try and get in and save that painting. Yeah, yeah that, perfectly good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, save the painting. Don't Having worry about that, the people. I'm not even sure it's a painting. It could be like... It could be a drawing, but the, the essence yeah, is yeah. the same. That's getting out there before any anyone else, yeah. No, good call. Exactly. Yeah. Especially improvisers. God knows we don't need any more. Um, okay. What one thing would you not tell up and coming funny people so that they can suffer like you did? Now, yeah, I, I think everyone knows you're nice, so you are allowed to be cruel and evil. You don't don't feel the need to. I'm so happy for you to say that you think I'm oh, nice. You, all right. If you are cruel and evil, you're hiding it very well. So. um (laughs) i actually i would love to sit a load of young funny people down and just tell them everything i know i doubt it would be very useful but i would really enjoy doing it um i i think there isn't anything i could say i'm very much someone who is like i'm learning i always learn by doing and and i think you need to go through the the nerves the years of nerves on stage and then the years of like like get your hours in basically yes. and learn to to let it go I, like I think the one thing I would say or wouldn't say as the question uh, kind of asks is like it doesn't matter like you're not the show you did and you're not the scene That's you just did yeah. you you are you like it's not it's it's not you. Um, and I think, yeah, that's that's the main mistake everyone makes, but you have to make, yes. which is just caring too much about individual shows. Yeah. I think, that, and that's fair enough. I think that's been a bit of a theme that, you know, you, you've got to go through it and because you, you've got to find your own voice and your own way of doing things and no one can teach you that. That is just something you have to experience. And I think that's perfectly valid. So, yeah. God, I need my totally. cinnamon thing up, don't I? So. Oh my god, valid. I'm actually gonna look some. Thank for you. you. Um, I think though as well, the one other thing is like if you're not rich, well, which a lot of comedy people are, but like even if they are quite wealthy, you still generally need to earn money. I would say like get get a part-time job you can stand as early as possible until you don't need it mm. anymore. Because like I mm. went through I used to work full time and then um gave up and didn't really work for like a year um after working full-time in like sales when I when I started doing comedy full-time and then from then on just did like a series of insane temp jobs which were either full-time or just like it was just like a a terrible five years of my life until I eventually landed this part-time job working for this bloke who ran a cleaning company and I was doing the like I was like sort of doing admin and sales for him from home nice. three hours yeah. a day, 20 pound an hour. Nice. And it was like, oh, 
this is great. Like, th- that's that's all you need, you know? Like, that sort of covers the bills and stuff, and then you can do everything else on top of that. I think that's a big thing. It's like the the, the stress of money can really get in your way. Absolutely. The stress of a job can get in your way as well. So you've got to get that balance right. Of course, uh, yeah, really, that's a really good, serious point, and people should definitely take that on board although my brain is desperate to ask when you're in sales did you do voices did you get, did you get <laughs> bored and do different like phone up as if you're from scotland or australia or something and oh, i should have done oh no that. i was I really hoping you were gonna go i did i didn't um but i i did so i did um use my voice to be a bit sexy sometimes to get blokes to buy stag doors <laughs> genuinely brilliant <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're very very simple creatures, so that's that's a perfect good thing. It honestly, the amount it worked is devastating. Yeah. Like it's it it really is that easy. Um, yes. Not with all of them, obviously. Okay, I've found some synonyms for you for Go valid. On. So you can say that's proper, or that's legally acceptable, <laughs> which might be fun, or rational, reasonable. These are all things that describe me. I think. Rationally, that's that's legally acceptable. Okay, <laughs> well, that that just begins to sound like it's a police interview at this point. So uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, wouldn't be my first. Okay, story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Different podcast. That's for the drunk spaced podcast. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, eleven. Outside of comedy, what else do you enjoy doing, and what would be your ideal career? So, yeah, I mean, I have loads of things I enjoy. Um, I think in terms of, like, I love horror. Mm. I love watching horror films. That's a bit close, I guess, to to what I do anyway. Um, But, like, yeah, directing horror films would be really cool. I'd like to do that. Or I also love um, daytime TV and game shows. Like, The Chase is, like, my favourite thing. If If I get to watch The Chase... That's a great day for me. To be fair, it's actually on in 14 minutes, Andy, so we should... Right, sorry, yes, I do apologise. So I think being Bradley Walsh would also be a really great... Would be my ideal career. Fair enough, be Bradley Walsh, do the chase. Yeah, no, that's that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, yeah. He's the nation's sweetheart. Yeah, yeah bless him. Is that legally acceptable? I think that is legally acceptable, yeah. yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I think that's very reasonable of you to say that, yes, yeah. <laughs> Okay, number 12, final question for you, Lola Rose. What is the one question you want to be asked that no one ever thinks to ask you? Um, I, I've been racking my brain with this because I think it's a really good question and I think there are so many things I would like to talk about. Um, like people rarely ask, people rarely want me to talk about um, the class system. And I'd be very into talking about that um, because I think I come across because I'm from London, but I come across um, like, I mean, I grew up on benefits, but I don't think it's clear um, because the way that the 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 nation has been gaslighted is to think that like every working class person talks like Nancy from Oliver. (laughs) Um, And I I think also like I'm quite well educated, so it doesn't quite, it doesn't quite match and stuff. And I think it's really, I think it's really interesting to see, like to see, you know, there's not just working class, benefits class, middle class. There's so Mm. many things within that. And I would love to talk about that more. 
Um, but I, I also don't want to do a fucking Edinburgh show about it. Do you know what I mean? Um, Three and a half so, hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I've, I've just um, I did an interview um, last week. Um, uh, the same thing came up on as this question actually. Bizarre. Yeah. Really? Who was that? Maybe we should hang Athena out. Athena Kablenu. She. She. Uh, Great. Yeah. Exactly. It was, it's, she wants that to be a discussion as well, and quite rightly so. So. Now, if you do, yeah, I think if you do go off have an incredibly like, successful podcast show with that, I, I just that's fair enough. I'll, I'll live, but yeah, it's but it is a very valid question. I think it's it's one of the things that people don't discuss enough anymore. Actually, there's a lot of assumptions made. No, it either comes as like some kind of weird, n- not weird, but some kind of like sob story for PR for a specific show, yes. um, or it's just assumed that everyone went to Cambridge. <laughs> like, and I, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, and it, it, and it's so, it's just so much more complicated than that. And I'm definitely not saying that I'm like someone who deserves, um, like some kind of sympathy or anything. Like I'm fine. Um, I just think it's like, there are really interesting stories to be told that are a bit more nuanced than like, yes. I think there's a, there's a go-to belief that everyone grew up in a Richard Curtis film unless they tell you that, you know, they lived as a prostitute for five years. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Which, ironically, would make a great Richard it, Curtis it film. It would actually make a great... It would actually, thinking about it, yeah. It's the, um, it's the thing that drives me insane um, when uh, they get American actors... Uh, some are okay of it, but the majority of American actors try and do an English accent. And they default to the thing they they yeah it's like chim chimney roo isn't it and it's like it's like yeah. oh it's either that or it's astonishingly posh bloke in a top hat and it's like there there is there exactly. is slightly more nuance than <laughs> like you say either Nancy or yeah. I don't know posh bloke in a the bowler there there is kind of or a top hat there is there is quite a lot of <laughs> sort of distance between those. Yeah, and I think so often those they can live within the smaller yeah, characters absolutely. in something. Like I think Afterlife did really well at that, and and Back to Life, and and other shows that that don't have life in the title. <laughs> um, but like even Space did really well at that. Like it wasn't about being working class in mm. any way, but they were skint the whole time, and that was a big part of the yeah. show. And like for now, it's like if it if it's about someone being skint, then it has to be like, you know some kind of dramedy about it or something but it can so just true. be like yeah. more normalized so true. i mean when when um she goes to the magazine for the interview and yeah. and i can't name i can't think the name of the shoes now but she asked says that lady they're nice shoes she says oh they're, are they jimmy shoes or something graham, graham Cox's. Cox's. Not graham oh you should Cox's. give them back and it's just like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe next time you should get shoes, your own yeah. shoes yeah. i believe she hits us up with the back yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know Squirrel followed me all the yeah, way here. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, do you, are you, they ask like a really long feminist yeah. question. They say, let me put it this way. Do you drink pints or, or, or gin and tonic or, or yeah. cocktails or something? She's like, I will, I will, I will have a <laughs> yeah. pint. Um, or gin and tonic at a yeah. wedding or something. <laughs> <laughs> but just that, it's just brilliant. Um, even that very brief is just a great, uh, just show the different clients or the different attitudes and things, isn't it? It was just, it was so well done. Um, yeah. People up themselves and people who genuinely are nice people, but just not going to get the break. And you already know they're not going to get the break. And, you know, 
it's just very well done. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I think that's quite a bo- that's quite that's not really a comedy answer for you, but I think it is. Something, I, I, I believe I very, if that's if that's. I think allowed. it's very le- legally acceptable answer that you've given those. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. With I'm not saying valley. God damn it! I'm going to say yeah. something else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really good. Um, no, th- no, thank you so much. And I, I appreciate that you are recovering from illness. I do appreciate you uh, doing the call. So. Thank you, yeah. Andy. I I didn't want to um, reschedule again. You oh, know? You're, you're... And actually, it's it's brightened my entire oh, I'm, day. I'm pleased. Um, well, you're, you're a very busy person. You've got Radio 4 shows and lots of other stuff coming up, haven't you? So, And you're directing. Yeah, well, the main thing I want to plug, which I'm just going to do... Do a clanging plug, absolutely, please. Um, I'm doing a very exciting show at the Arcola, which is a theatre in East London next year. Brilliant. Um, March the 5th to the 9th. It is me and... A friend of mine called Charlie Kemp, who's a very good actor and a very good improviser. Um, And we do a show called The Improvised Play. So we get the location, the name of the play and the decade it's set from the audience. And then we improvise an entire play, just the two of us. And we've got a five night run of that next year. So please, if you like me and you want to be my friend, (laughs) everyone has to come to that. I promise I'll be your friend afterwards. What more could you ask for? to be honest. So. <laughs> I'm a really good friend, man. I'll stick up for you. Brilliant. That's super. Well, you sold me, so that's that's fair enough. Um, so nice. A one. big thank you to Lola Rose for that interview. Uh, if you'd like to know, know more, even, there'll be links in the show notes. This has been an original podcast production for Light Motif Productions. Copyright 2023. Thank you for listening.